The Joy of Booking proudly presents. There've been lots of wrestlers over the years, and many are smaller than their hossier peers. Some will take to the air, some will stretch and will tear. It's a smallish world after all. This is the Cruiserweight-ish classic, and now your host for this small world, DC Matthews. Thank you, Chipmunk Brandon Banks, and welcome back to the Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Hope you are well. Hope those you love are doing well as well. Oh, my goodness. I hope you had a good weekend. It's a Monday. Hope you had a good weekend. Um, we are in the Cruiserweight-ish Classic. We just finished up the easy parts. We did the Battle Royals for the... Uh, wrestlers who came in fourth and third, respectively, in their round-robin tournaments. Uh, and now we need to figure out what to do with those who came in second. Uh, obviously, uh, those who came in first, we're going to need to do something big. I have a couple of ideas of something we can do uh, with those folks. The cream of the crop, the creme de la creme in the cruiserweight division uh, but these are wrestlers who are not quite the creme de la creme, but they certainly deserve more than just a three-ring triple elimination battle royal, as easy as that is. So what I think we're going to do, and this is a work in progress, so of course I reserve the right to totally change my mind, uh, possibly even halfway through and just, you know, starting from scratch is uh, what I think we're going to do is we're going to do what brought us to the dance here. We're going to do some four-person round-robin tournaments, uh, and we will see how it goes. So I've already redacted those wrestlers who came in second. There are 64 of them. Um, I've randomized the range, so I think we'll just take the first four, and those will be our first group of four, and they will do battle, and then we will see... Uh, what comes from it. Now, there are some names who I will prefer more than others. So what I'm thinking right now, and again, this is all off the cuff. Why would I put any thought into this whatsoever? What I think I'm going to do is I'll take the group of four. How, how will this work? Will I rank them in my head one to four? And then... See, I'm talking this all out here. So if I rank them one to four in my head and then assign some point bonuses, because I do have some dice here, because um, I do want there to be an element of randomness to this. So if I assign some point bonuses, then I could roll for the matches to determine uh, winners and such, because we, we've gotten rid of all the dinks and the dingbats. So now it's kind of, you know, well, let's actually, let's just, Let's make it a work in progress as we go. And I don't keep meaning to steal Brent's uh, podcast title. Let's look at our first four names. So our first matchup here, it's all been randomized and redacted. I have no idea who the names are. We have the wrestler, Shibata, who just yesterday in my world fought Orange Cassidy for the All-Atlantic title or whatever the heck it's called. Uh, Shibata takes on TJP. In match one, and in match two, we have Kazarian versus 
the great Sasuke. Great matchup there. So that's our matchup here. That's our first group of four. Shibata versus TJP, Kazarian versus Sasuke. So what I would normally do in this case is I would pick my winners. Now, uh, right off the top, I would have Shibata beat TJP because I don't much care for TJP. I don't think he's a dink necessarily. And I don't know that he qualifies much for the bad guy rule, though I suppose I should have looked that up. Um, he just, to me, he just, he's like Sammy Guevara. They look like you want to punch them in the face. And, you know, so let's see. Uh, he came out with his own allegations. The Mamba Splash. Okay. So, doesn't appear to be uh, anyone qualifying for uh, the bad guy or the dink rule. He just, you know, he, he does his job well if his job is to make people want to punch him in the face. Um, so I would give Shibata the win on my own. And then Kazarian versus Sasuke, I enjoy them both. If I had to rank them here, uh, Kazarian would be my number one, then Shibata, then Sasuke, then TJP. So I suppose, and again, I have two 20-sided dice, so the possible totals range from 2 to 40. Double ones versus double 20s. Um, so I suppose if I was giving them advantages, my thought would be that, uh, well, obviously, if you're last, you don't get any advantage whatsoever. You just are zero. If you were my third favorite, you would get a two-point advantage my number two would get a four-point advantage, and my number one would get a six-point advantage. So, let's see how that plays out. Let's just test. We're just, we're just, we're workshopping here. We're workshopping. So, Shibata would be my number two. So, he would get a four-point edge. TJP is a zero. So, if I roll, I get a 15 for Shibata, which comes out to a 19 with the bonus. Not great. Not great. TJP would get a 30. So TJP would win that one. I can't say I love that, but that is how this first initial idea would go. And then I have Kazarian versus Sasuke. Kazarian would get six points. Sasuke would get two. Kazarian rolls a six. So double that would be 12. Sasuke gets a double 16, which is 32. So automatically, the first two people, if I could pick who would win here... Um, Shibata and Kazarian, they actually would lose. Which makes me think <laughs> that my plan isn't right. Because, again, I do want there to be an element of randomness to this, but I also want uh, I want to you know, be able to pick the people that I like. This is my tournament, after all. We do need to remember that this is my tournament, so I should get some say here. Now, in the first rounds we did way back when we started this, I had said that, you know, at least one for each person had to be rolled. And then I gave up on that. So really, what are we doing here? Really, what are we doing? Um, <laughs> you know, I feel slightly guilty that I don't have a... A, a clear plan, but at the same time, I enjoy workshopping these things uh, with you. So what I think I'm going to do 
is I think I am going to uh, choose my winners. I will save the dice in case I really am not sure, but I think I'm going to choose my winners. I think when we get to the ones and we have names of all people I really enjoy, I think at that point we'll allow the dice to play in. I have some ideas, as I said. So I'm going to underline my winners. Shibata beats TJP. Kazarian beats Sasuke. So Shibata currently has one win. TJP has zero. Kazarian has one. Sasuke has zero. All right. Now, I believe if I want to keep this again as I did it before, I would skip some lines to allow for the next rounds rather than you know, having to keep going back and forth and switching pages, I'll you know drop down a few lines, do my next four, and then we can come back. We'll circle around. So Shibata wins, Kazarian wins. I'm happy with that. Our next four, Bobby Fish, who, you know, what an interesting 22 Bobby Fish has had. He's now an impact. Um, you know, I think some people have turned on him. Obviously, the, the, the pro-punk heads have turned on him, but I also think people have kind of just, I don't know if they've given up on him or they think he's, I don't know. I feel like, you know, the, the, the popular opinion on Bobby Fish has soured a bit. Uh, Bobby Fish will be taking on Drago from Lucha Underground. And in our next matchup, uh, Little Guido, a.k.a. Nunzio, is taking on Sanjay Dutt. Great matchups here. Bobby Fish and Drago. We have our, you know, kind of high flyer in Drago, our more striker in Fish, and then we have our submission specialist in Guido versus, I would consider Sanjay to be kind of an all-round uh, cruiserweight. He can do a little flying. He can do a little things. Uh, Fish and Drago, you know, again, if I did this back in March... I probably would pick Bobby Fish all the way over Drago. But because, uh, really, I like them both, I will roll. And I'm not going to assoin, assign a soin. I'm not going to give any point advantages. It'll just be a roll of the double dice. Bobby Fish gets a 13. Drago gets a 29. So Drago is going to win his opening match over Bobby Fish. Little Guido will defeat... Sanjay, you know, Little Guido's one of those who I could have very easily seen as a number one seed. I think it just shows the depth we have in this cruiserweight tournament that uh, Guido is a two. Um, I don't see an obvious person to make a swap, and I've already written down, so we're just going to go with it. Next up, a kid whose name is now uh, Axiom. I don't know. He's in a mask. I don't get it. A-Kid versus the aforementioned Sammy Guevara. Uh, that would be a very good matchup. But you know, A-Kid also has a face you kind of want to punch. He didn't have that character that I'm aware of uh, in NXT UK, but he, he could pull that off. Guevara and A-Kid would be a very annoying tag team. Uh, taking on, that's the, the first matchup. Our second matchup, staying in uh, AEW Jungle Boy, Rick Perry, is that his name? Jack Perry? I don't remember. Versus Mustafa Ali. Um, this is one that, again, I don't need to roll. 
Uh, I don't like Sammy Guevara at all, so I'm going to give A-Kid the win over Guevara. And I, Jungle Boy is okay, but I love me some Mustafa Ali. I hope his, you know, he has continued to be featured in uh, on the Raw brand. I think that would be good. So we will go with that here. We probably have room for one more group of four on this page. So next up, we have Kaz Hayashi of the Young Dragons, most probably famously known as one of the Young Dragons, versus Shinhiro Otani, a great Japanese battle here. And then we have Darby Allen back to uh, AEW. Darby Allen taking on Wes Lee. That is a fantastic match. Uh, Wesley, current North American champion, Darby Allen, depending on who you ask, one of the pillars of AEW. That would be a very enjoyable match uh, to see if we ever get a crossover, which I'm not going to say never. I'll never say never. Uh, I'll roll for both of these, actually. You know, I don't know enough about Hushin Hiro Otani. I've seen a few of his matches in WCW. Again, my Japanese knowledge woefully inept. Uh, Kaz Hayashi gets a 19, Otani with a 24, so Otani gets the win, which is probably the correct answer. And then Darby Allen versus Wesley, Darby with a 33, good roll for Darby, Wesley with a 21, uh, Darby Allen gets the win over Wesley. All right, so there's our first page done we have uh you know eight nope 16 wrestlers here so we should wind up only needing four pages for this because i only have 64 so did i go on the backs no i all right so let's move on to our next page and our next group we have uh brian christopher grandmaster sexay brian lawler call him what you will uh, taking on Trent Seven. Very interesting matchup there. Um, I want to say we've seen that before, but I'm I'm fairly certain that's not the case. Uh, but that would be a good matchup. You know, to Brian Christopher, again, wanted to be, he looked like you wanted to punch him in the face. Um, Trent Seven, not really a cruiserweight, but close enough. And then we have Matt Jackson of... Uh, the Bucks of Youth, his brother Nick, was in our group of threes. Matt, for some reason, is a two, despite the fact that I actually think Nick is the better of... I don't care. Versus Trent. Not Trent Seven, obviously. This is Trent Beretta. This is an all-AEW matchup. I love that we have Trent... We're going to get Trent versus Trent. Uh, and in this, both Trents are going to win. I don't need to roll. Uh... Trent Seven defeats Brian Christopher, and Trent Beretta defeats Matt Jackson of the Bucks of Youth. Next up, we have Roderick Strong, perhaps the number one seed in this entire group. I don't know if that's actually true, but he'd be up near the top. Versus Eddie Edwards, another wrestler who is absolutely no longer a cruiserweight but that would be a good match actually i'm gonna guess that happened 
if I type in Roderick Strong versus Eddie, oops, not Essie, Eddie Edwards, do I have a match here? Yep. I could watch a 35-minute uh, world title match and then another Death Before Dishonor. So Eddie Edwards and Roderick Strong obviously uh, had a great match. I've got a lot of matches here. I could watch Roddy teaming with Ed Eddie Edwards to take on Drew Gulak, and I'm actually clicking on this Beyond Wrestling link because I want to know who the uh, tag team partner of Gulak is. Things are taking a very long time to load. I clearly need to restart my Chromebook. Biff Busick, Odie Lurkin. Oh, my goodness. Roderick Strong and Eddie Edwards versus Oni Lorkin and Drew Gulak. I may need to go back and watch that. I may need to go t check that out. This is one of those things that I'm starting to wonder here. Uh, tangent time, everyone. I like to announce the tangents when they are about to happen. Uh, tangent time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm doing these quests in order, 2004 1980, no, 2003-1984. Obviously, it's not capturing my interest. I'm not watching it every day. Um, and I'm starting to wonder if I need to look for something else. And maybe that kind of thing is it. This morning, I spent a lot of time watching. I watched Peter Pan Goes Wrong uh, from the Goes Wrong show. And I am now was in the middle of watching uh, another one of their episodes when I got the urge to do this podcast. But I wonder if I need to start just moving around and finding some of that stuff. Maybe interspersing my wrestle watching of the past with, you know, Roddy and Eddie versus Oni and Drew Gulak. I am sure I would love that match to no end. Uh, so maybe that kind of thing is what I need to do. Maybe I need to start just doing a YouTube deep dive, picking a wrestler at random and seeing what I can find. All right, but we get Roddy versus Eddie in a match we've already seen. And then we have Cameron Grimes. This is a very good bracket here, taking on Trey Miguel, Ricochet Jr. Uh, I don't need to roll for these. Uh, I bet, I bet if I look, I will enjoy, I bet if I went and found more Eddie Edwards stuff, I would like him more than I do. Um, but Roderick Strong's going to win that, and Cameron Grimes is going to beat Trey Miguel. So there we go. Uh, the, what were they called? The Rascals, where Wesley and the other guy who we don't talk about anymore um, teamed with Trey Miguel, pretty sure, in uh, Impact. All right, next up, Marcel Bartel, love him, now known as Ludwig Kaiser, Taking on Mark Andrews, another sort of NXT UK matchup. That would be very fun. And actually, maybe my number one, Jimmy Wang Yang, taking on B. Brian Blair of the Killer Bees. That would be a fun match. Uh, we're going to give Marcel the win because I think he has so much when I watch him wrestle that reminds me of William Regal. Uh, it's just a joy to see. Uh, and Jimmy Wang, I love Jimmy Wang. Love him, love him, love him. One, two, three. One, two, three. All right. So they get the win. And then our next one, we've got David Finley. Another person I should go try to find more of on a recommendation of his lordship, Steve Regal, on his podcast, talked about how he doesn't think anyone really knows how good David Finley is. Uh, taking on Ishimori, 
So this has like a New Japan battle to it. And then we have Nathan Frazier, another wrestler who I am very, very high on, as is everybody else, uh, taking on S.A. Rios. That would be an awesome match. S.A. Rios, underrated cruiserweight. Let me come right out and say, underrated cruiserweight. Got overshadowed by the, uh, by the phenom known as Lita. But S.A. Rios was very good. That would be really fun. I will roll. I like Ishimori a lot, and I'll admit I like him more than I like David Finley, but I will roll for that one just again in honor of his lordship. David Finley with a 35. Wow, natural 20. Ishimori with a 17. A strong victory for David Finley here over his New Japan junior heavyweight competition. Nathan Frazier. Getting the win over S.A. Rios. Next up, on to a second page. Uh, he just wrestled Shibata. We do have Orange Cassidy, the all-Atlantic Pacific Asian Asiatic Sea champion, taking on Rocky Romero. Hilarious. That would be a great match to see. And then we have Swerve Scott. It just keeps getting better taking on Ricky Starks. Is this an all-AEW bracket? It really might be. The talent in this bracket, Orange Cassidy, Rocky Romero, Swerve Scott, and Ricky Starks. This is proof why I should have done some sort of ranking. I don't know how I would have done it or what it would have looked like, but I probably should have done something because that is great, and those four all probably deserve to be highly ranked in this, but it is what it is. I'll roll for at least Orange versus Rocky. Orange Cassidy, 25. Rocky Romero, 21. Very close. But Orange Cassidy getting the win. And I'm sorry, Ricky Starks. I do think you're very good. But I love me some Isaiah Swerve Scott. So he is getting the W in that matchup. Next up, we have... Cash Wheeler of uh, FTR. I always want to say the revival. There is a chance that he's going to take on his partner, Dax Harwood, right now. There is an even bigger chance they're going to be in the same bracket. Let's see how that happens. He's not. He's taken on a Cologne. He's taken on Primo. Would be a great match. And next up, we have Bushi from New Japan taking on Brian Pillman Jr. Brian Pillman Jr. You know what I'll do? I'll roll for both of these. Why not? I'll roll for both of these. Dax Harwood is my favorite of the revival. Cash Wheeler, of course, still very good. But I like Primo. I think the Colognes, the Matadors, the Shining Stars, call them what you will, another group of underrated talents. Cash Wheeler gets a 20. Primo Gets a 40. Oh, my goodness. We got double 20s there, friends. Primo showing his stuff. Big win over Cash Wheeler. Uh, Bushi rolls a 12. Brian Pillman Jr. rolls a 20. Uh, he had a very funny tweet uh, recently. It was the anniversary of the segment where Austin was breaking into Pillman's house and Pillman pulls a gun out and, you know, he tweeted about it in kayfabe, which kind of cracked me up. It, you got to have a sense of humor in wrestling. And I, have, I still have high hopes for Brian Pillman Jr. 
Next up, Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona, call him what you will, taking on Chad Gable. Excellent match that would be. And then we have Andrade continuing our run of great talent, taking on uh, Jerry Briscoe. You know, Gerald Briscoe was one of those people I added because I needed to get to 256, and his name popped up on Cage Match, and I went, yeah, technically he's a cruiserweight. Sure, that'll be fun. Uh, Gable's going to beat Ryder. I will freely admit to not thinking Ryder is nearly as good as a lot of other people do. And, you know, I'll give Andrade the win over Gerald Briscoe. Uh, Gerald Briscoe is kind of out of his element here only because usually these brackets only exist in the WrestleMania era. And while technically he did wrestle at the first Starcade, he's not really of the WrestleMania era. But we continue. There's Dax Harwood. What a silly name, Dax Harwood, taking on Chris Bay from... TNA. I think he's part of the Bullet Club at this point. Maybe he's in New Japan too, but I like Chris Bay. Uh, and then we have PJ Black, the Darewolf. Stupid name. Taking on Tama Tonga. Probably great matches, both of those, but I do not need to roll. I like Dax Harwood quite a bit. He gets a win. I like Tama Tonga quite a bit, so he gets the win. We are three pages down, which means we only have 16 more names to go until we have completed this uh, first set of matchups here for the twos, the second places, the silver group. We have Hoovy, Hooventude Guerrera, taking on Carl Anderson, Machine Gun Carl Anderson, I believe currently still the never open weight champion, despite the fact that he is working for WWE. Interesting things abound. And then we have Hangman Page. Again, many people might consider him a one seed. I don't think he's there yet, even though he is a former AEW world champion. Hangman Page taking on Kalisto. Very good matchups. I know who I would want to win. I want Machine Gun beating Hoovy, and I want Hangman Page defeating Kalisto. And so that is what I get, because technically, I book this. Technically, it's my booking. Next up, Carmelo Hayes, uh, former North American champion. Um, can't seem to cut a promo. Great wrestler. Not sure if he can cut a promo, which, which makes some problems. And his initials are C.H., Carmelo Hayes taking on another CH, sadly not Christian Hardcore, because Christian Hardcore is not a cruiserweight, but he is taking on Crash Holly. That would be an enjoyable match to see. And then we have Shannon Moore taking on Stevie Richards. Both of these kind of sleeper, sleeper matchups here. And you know what? I'm going to roll for both. I'm going to roll for both. I like Crash Holly quite a bit. Carmelo Hayes certainly has a higher ceiling. But we can't judge on potential. I say that all the time in these tournaments. Carmelo Hayes gets a 32, double 16s. Good roll for him. Crash Holly, a 14. All right, so kind of a glorified squash match there. That would be an interesting idea, would be to kind of book shows with the rolling of the dice and the more 
of a difference in the point totals, the closer to like a squash match or a highly competitive one it is. And then, you know, maybe there would be a way to figure out like the higher you roll, the more, I don't know, the more you advance. There could be a way to figure it out. I can't think about it anymore because I'll get lost and forget what I'm doing. Shannon Moore rolls an 11. Not good roll for Shannon Moore. Stevie Richards, a 20. Stevie Richards, hopefully with his uh, full Nelson uh, Cobra Clutch combo. Great move that I still claim I invented. Uh, picks up the win. We got two more groups there, friends, and then we'll probably call this an episode and get back to getting our episodes to around 30 minutes. Matt Riddle, again, not sure if he qualifies as a cruiserweight, but he's on our list, taking on Jordan Devlin, a.k.a. J.D. McDonough. That would be an interesting matchup. And then we have Super Crazy, another underrated cruiserweight, uh, taking on Noam Dar. Alicia Fox. Um, I'm going to roll for both. I'm going to roll for both. I, I like Super Crazy more than Noam Dar as a uh, cruiserweight, but I think both of these can be rolled. Matt Riddle gets an eight. Bad roll for Riddle. Devlin beats him with one dice with a 30. Almost a one-sided match here to give Jordan Devlin the win. Super Crazy rolls an 11. Noam Dar, a 12. Very competitive matchup there. Uh, Noam Dar sneaking out the win. I assume Shaw Samuels was part of it somehow. Um, Noam Dar getting the win over Super Crazy. Good showing for the NXT UK in that. Both of them getting the win. Our last matchup here, we've got Scorpio Sky taking on... Matt Seidel, that would be a great match. Evan Bourne versus Scorpio Sky. And then, uh uh-oh. Why do I only have one name left? Hold on, please. Who am I missing? I've got Kid Cash. So that tells me I must have skipped somebody. Let's go back up to the top. Shibata, TJP, Kazarian, Sasuke. Sorry, bear with me. I'm trying to figure out how this would have happened. That Nope, that happened. That happened. That happened. Yep, we got Dax. Yep, Tonga, Hoovy. Oh, I missed somebody. Uh, and I'm not going to go back and fix it. I'm just going to plug him in last. We've got Marty the Moth. I skipped right over Marty the Moth. Uh, and he will take on Kid Cash in this last matchup. Uh, he should have probably gone on to take on Hangman Page, which would have just completely switched up this last page. And we're going to just go with it. Mistakes happen. Not a big deal. We'll just put Moth at the end. There was some sort of chicanery that happened, thinking he could get a better advantage here, uh, even though he's going to lose to Kid Cash, because I like me some Kid Cash. I will roll for Scorpio Sky versus Matt Seidel. Scorpio Sky gets a 22, Matt Seidel a 13. So Scorpio gets the win over Evan Bourne, and we have Kid Cash picking up a win over Marty the Moth. 
And there we have it, 64 wrestlers across four pages. Uh, in our next episode, we will do at least the second uh, round of these. because, And we might even, I'm going to try to get both of them done. Because the thing is, once I do this, uh, I'll just have another 16 ones, 16 twos, 16 threes, 16 fours. And then we'll need to figure something else out there. And then we might either do a tournament or, I do like the Battle Royals. I'm not going to lie. I do like the Battle Royals. So... But we have, we've got a plan. We're moving on. Progress. Small progress is still progress, friends. That's your motivational quote of the day. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Have yourselves a hell of a week. I'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking. <laughs>